With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, this is Natalie, and I wanted to thank you for checking out To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. I am very excited because recently I celebrated the podcast's first birthday. And what better way to celebrate than to try and build up this community of tolerators and gather them all in one space. To do that, I launched our Patreon where you can make a monthly contribution to the podcast and get some amazing benefits like early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, some virtual hangout time with me and other tolerators, and other ways to really allow us to get to know one another. Any support that you can give to the podcast will be so helpful in the second year to help me elevate the content and grow our community. There is a link in the show notes that contains all the information you need to help the podcast grow. I love and appreciate every one of you. Happy birthday, Team Tolerator. This is To All the Men I've Tolerated Before with Natalie Katona, the show where my guests and I chat about how society and our culture tricked us into some certain situations and into trusting men against our better judgment. Today, I'm getting honest with Julia Washington from Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous about how I have such an attraction to musicians. It's your job to steer me in the right direction. (laughs) I'm going to do my best. I don't know. Because you've actually dated musicians. Yeah, I, I sat down to make a list and I only could remember six, but I know there's more than that. There's just oh. the six that I remember. Well, six is six more than I've dated because <laughs> I just stand in front of the stage mouth breathing like I'm Helga on Hey Arnold. No, her name was Olga. Whatever the hell her name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on Hey Arnold, just like. (laughs) (laughs) And then they get off stage and the lights come on and you're like, oh, he's really sweaty and pasty. That was all lighting. It's hot up there. It's so hot on stage with all the equipment and the light. And I mean, lighting nowadays is nice because they do the LED lights. So you don't have to, you don't get as hot, but you, you know, stage lighting is like brutal. I saved a picture of a musician because it came up on my like time hop and I'll post (laughs) it on social media, but I saved it to you. Bam. Oh wait. Fucking zoom. I'm going to send it to you on Instagram. (laughs) 
<laughs> Zoom only wants, yeah. Zoom's only friendly sometimes. It's no. fine. I'm going to send it to you. This is a man I, that I stared at four hours when I have to be 13, maybe 12 in this photo. I have boobs, which is a, an indicator of how old I am because sure. I've had boobs since I was in the third grade. Yeah, but, same. But he was like some like was he in some sort of like emo punk band he was and i went and saw (laughs) that yeah i went and saw that concert in a church basement or attic (laughs) yeah we had a we had this church over way out in bfe that would always host bands and like alternative music people and it's like i think this is a ploy to convert us but we're all smoking behind the fucking chapel and somebody smuggled in a flask we're fine I remember going with a very alternative friend and I was like you know God and she's like not really but we're gonna go to the show he's just hosting tonight he's just hosting hosting the show it's fine yeah so I love I love concert venues who look like they should have no right to be concert venues I bought tickets to a concert venue in Cincy last night to feel a thing to go see L King. And I told my sister because Metro, no, I'm going to mess up their name. It's the motion city soundtrack. Mm. They're coming to this concert venue. And I was like, do you want to go relive our mediocre childhood? <laughs> like, and she's, she's like, like, maybe. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. She was <laughs> like, maybe, but she's going to be in Canada. And I was oh. like, Bogarts is fantastic because it literally looks like the gymnasium of every school dance I've been to. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so you're just watching a stage and you're like, I'm in the 10th grade. Oh my gosh. That's the best. That's the best. We like my close, we have two close cities for big venues, San Francisco, obviously, and then Sacramento because I'm based in California. Man, hmm, I actually can't share some of the stories of things that happened in San Francisco, but it was a lot of fun. That's fine. We won't incriminate you on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can text me those later. Yes. Um, <laughs> so musicians. Yeah, they're real cute. I Yes, that's where we're going with my first question. Some of them, yeah. Let's chat about what attracts us to them in any instant of our lives <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the like a combination of like the brooding artistic mysterious you know and then they can sing a song about you like or to you like the serenading is so lovely and I'm self ever? I'm sure that I'm please don't take this the wrong way but if the answer is no I understand but like waking up on a Saturday morning to somebody like playing the acoustic guitar and like playing a song that you love like that's a beautiful thing I actually kind of miss that it sounds beautiful Mm -hmm. um it sounds like it belongs in a movie no my exes were straight rom-com this is why I have a problem with like (laughs) this is why I'm obsessed with rom-coms because I've had rom-com moments so that's I'm convinced I can have them forever (laughs) no my exes weren't talented they weren't talented people. I'm sorry. Did you ever, I asked an ex of mine to like, I told him my stripper anthem was pour some sugar on me from Def mm. Leppard. Mm-hmm. And I told him I would do my stripper routine for him. It changes every time, but it's a banger. <laughs> and, and, but I told him, I was like, but you have to do, you have to figure out your stripper anthem 
and then you have to do yours. You have to have your stripper moment. And he told, he planned it like he was going to do it. And then we broke up and I oh, never got to see it. That's a bummer. I'm so, so curious what his song choice was. I can't even remember. And I blocked him from every way he can ever get a hold of me. <laughs> so we're not going to know not going to be a thing we can find out i'm really disappointed i know um if he's listening mm. yeah tell us reach out them, son right reach out to mm-hmm. julia don't reach out to me you know who you are <laughs> very easy out. to find on the internet actually so yeah go right. ahead. i'm gonna plug I'm her stuff in the yeah. social media so yeah. you reach out to her don't you fucking reach out to me yeah because you we know what that. you know what you did mm-hmm. heard that I think for me, because I did an episode of my friend JD's podcast about 80s hair metal bands. Mm, mm -hmm. And I think for me, my musician, despite the greasy punk guy that I sent you, (laughs) it's all about the bravado. Mm. Like they come out and there's a fucking smoke machine Mm. and their hair has more body than mine ever will. And they've perfected wingtip eyeliner, another feat I'll never do. And they just command the room. Yeah. And and as someone who commands the room as a comedian to like have command meet command, like, bitch, I see you. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like this instant connection because you're both talented people. And Mm -hmm. I will just ignore the fact that you could be a shitty person underneath all the glam yeah because it's really hard to get to that point right Mm -hmm. like you don't know that they're kind of shitty right away right like one was very care well they're all charismatic all of them are charismatic if I'm gonna be honest but one definitely was like oh you're sweet like how are you running in the music industry because you're so sweet like you're the boy next door sweet like someone's gonna hurt you real bad (laughs) Real you're not the herder you're the one who gets hurt um and then other ones have just been very much like I'm so charismatic and I find you so interesting and aren't you so beautiful and aren't we beautiful too? and then they make you think that like you're it you're the only one but that's the job that's part of the job because they have yeah. to like make love with the audience so you know then you're just kind of like wait wait after a while you're just like wait 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 hey. I'm confused Am did I you like huh am I beautiful or is the audience beautiful yeah like (laughs) you're not supposed to like why were you talking like I well I actually was never a crazy ex-girlfriend or a crazy girlfriend like I don't give a shit because I'm also a performer so I understand Mm -hmm. that whole like fandom um after a performance but you know it was like well I can't go to show one of your shows and then suddenly you're like home two days later what the fuck yeah (laughs) Like, I know where you performed. I know which bands you played with. Like, why? This doesn't compute. Something's up. But they, I think they have the, in gross generalization, I think they have ultimate ADHD. And as long as you're shiny and keep their attention, you're good. Yeah. And I believe that that's also my problem because I believe (laughs) that I have an undiagnosed brain. Yeah. And I'm leaning towards ADHD, but no one will believe me. So... (laughs) No one will believe me. So I'm I'll just lame. sit here yeah. <laughs> eating cookie dough because you need sugar to function. And, mm, mm-hmm. But, and I think that's what it is too. I think because they're the spectacle of mm-hmm. the evening, I'm mm-hmm. all, I'm always like, 
but I'm the spectacle of the evening. So I should approach them and we should be the spectacle together. together. No, you can't shine brighter. Cause if you shine, no. if you have an insecure musician, if you shine brighter, that's it, that it's over. Yes. I have made many a man insecure in one date or after dating for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't want to share their stage. So I do no. at least carry that over with my love of musicians. I just date untalented guys. Yeah, because who you have the what? attitude. It really hurts. It really fucking hurts when like you're the girlfriend and you have this relationship and they sort of freeze you out of their music life. And then like their next girlfriend, they let them in. And you're just like, fuck you. What was it about her? What is it about her? I could have played the tambourine. I yeah. practice the tambourine for you. Yeah. Like, and I'm actual, I'm an actual creative person. Mm-hmm. Like, what does she even do? <laughs> what does she even do? She does nothing. She does nothing. And I think that's always it for me because I meet such great and open creators like yourself so I always assume, oh, creators want to meet other creators. This is what we're doing. We're vibing. You can feel my <laughs> energy. I can feel your energy. No, <laughs> because it becomes like a pissing match. It like, can. Yeah. On, well, who's really going to get the attention of this room? And sometimes because I'm a competitive asshole, I'm all for it. Like, ooh. yeah. <laughs> all right. Is this what we're doing today at Cinco de Mayo? We're going to yeah. figure out who's going to fucking get the most attention and I'm keeping score in my head and I know yeah. you're keeping score in your head and we're texting one another back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Like for me, the hurdle, the other hurdle was like, okay, like pre grad school, I mm-hmm. was very fit. I was very like, I'm just going to say, it cause I've said it on my podcast a lot. I was chronically the prettiest person in the room so then you have like okay so then you have like okay so you're dating I'm dating the one of the guitarists okay we're at a show in San Francisco pool's bigger okay so you're doing your thing on stage and now I'm getting hit on and now you're pissed like what like what are we doing like which 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 one of us is okay I need you to make it be right are we together or are you just going to be like you're my shiny thing sometimes like make a fucking decision you're the fucking decision you're the chick on my arm for the Mm -hmm. show but don't look at anyone else and it's not my fault it's not my fault from the drummer of the other band decided to come up and ask if I want to dance that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do like that is a thing come on do not deny me the dance what the fuck am I here for if not to dance Mm mm-hmm I mean, Uh, yeah, sure. I'm listening to music, but also like a lot of hot dudes. I'm a hot chick. Like, what do you think is supposed to happen? What do you think is supposed to happen? Um, Yeah. And I'm always down for the vibe and the energy of the moment. I love concerts. I went to go see the last concert I saw was Walk the Moon. My sister made fun of me because I only know that white basic bitch song, Shut Up and Dance With Me. Yeah. And it's because that's how I want to fall in love. I want to be dancing and I want some guy to just be trying to learn my life story and my soul. And I just want to look him in the eye and be like, shut up and dance with me. And he's like, yes. Okay. Yes. And then we're so got you. I got yeah. you. We I've had that moment, not with a musician, but we went and saw this band in San Francisco at Slims, which is mm-hmm. a really great venue. Um, I don't know if they're still open, but that's not the point. <clears throat> 
and this and like there's a ska band playing because I'm an equal opportunist with music I won't Mm -hmm. go see country but whatever and he got he just like he just like walks up and he's like hey I'm like hey he's like you want to dance I'm like yeah and we're just it's just it was super awesome and then you know it turns out that he knew my friend and my friend was like that please stay away from that guy that's not a person that you want to be around um but it actually worked out well because one of the guys from one of the bands that performed that night and I had a moment outside and when I say moment I mean we were flirting and exchanged phone numbers and Mm -hmm. then like he offered to give me a ride home on his motorcycle but I was in a car full of people that I couldn't ditch yes I do think about all the time what would have happened if I'd gotten on that motorcycle the weekend dream because he was hot I'm sure he was nice and tall you know just the right kind he wasn't too he was like muscular but not like bulky he was Mm -hmm. very svelte and um it was just like yeah you're really cute I love that you think that I'm pretty like we could have had cute kids yeah and then like so I'm at walk the moon I haven't been to a concert since before the pandemic and the music starts and my whole body transforms it's like a werewolf transition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I danced so hard for those first three or four songs before they took a moment to just like talk to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I swear that when my body stopped moving, I was tingling almost like I had just had multiple orgasms with my favorite vibrator. (laughs) And I went, oh my God, I've missed this because you just, it's it's like everyone has this collective energy. Everyone's vibing. Everyone's dancing. I did make a friend. Uh, shout out to him if he somehow found this I found like this guy and I turned towards one another because his friends weren't dancing and my friend wasn't dancing and I was like jumping up and down to shut up and dance with me and we turned and just started jumping in sync so you kind of had a moment I love that I don't believe that I was his cup of tea (laughs) if I had to make a assumption Mm. based on the cues I was reading yeah but you know, I just, and that's how I feel at every concert. I also convince myself at every turn of the point that the musicians are singing only to me. Like sometimes I just forget that everyone else is there and I'm like, oh, that's a real thing. And that's almost kind of intentional, especially when you're at some of the smaller venues, like, Mm -hmm. like when, so I just went to this huge show a couple of months ago in Sacramento. Um, it was a four day festival not really you can't really achieve the same thing in that type of venue because it's outdoors and there was like literally twenty thousand people there but the smaller venues like when we've gone to other smaller locations and it's more intimate so easy to achieve that whole moment of like i think i'm and i think that's part of the problem sometimes too when like women think that like the lead guy was into him no honey he was like just work in the crowd he wants you to buy four cds and a couple of t-shirts because that's how they make their money i'm very much that person i'm like it's me they're in love with me i'm (laughs) sure it'll happen at l king when she's singing i'm gonna be like it me she's in love with me (laughs) and i'm ready (laughs) yeah why not who wouldn't want rob schneider to be their in-law Oh my gosh. Someone texted me that yesterday. They were like, do you, oh no, it was Macy from the witch bitch amateur hour. She was like, do you know that that's Rob Schneider's kid? And I was like, I believe that I knew that, but I believe that it's also one of those facts that I saw on Google and went, huh, that's a thing. And then I immediately dumped it out of my brain. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know if they have a 
positive relationship either. So it's like, you know, you might not yeah. see him. Are, is he Jewish? So you might not see him at Hanukkah. I mean, damn, I don't know. Yeah, but it's life's hard. I also wait. How did how do you want me to? Say? Life's hard. Life is hard. <laughs> you need to do ASMR. You and I are going to start an ASMR company. Yes. <laughs> I'll run the pens that yes. we're just juggling, and you can say the things. Yeah, I'll say um, things. I also blame this on the fact that it is known you are the prettiest girl in the room. I am often called the most magnetic girl in the room oh. like people want to yeah they just are just yeah. yes yeah. so from an early age I would get pulled out by performers it happened at Disney World of all you had like a Courtney Cox moment I you did know? yeah um we're at Disney World that. at like Magic Kingdom <laughs> and <laughs> one of were the, you at Magic Kingdom I was at Magic Kingdom <laughs> and I, I believe it wasn't the time that I was there in the fourth grade. It must've been the time that I was there as a sophomore in high school. Yes. And one of those, the street band was playing, are you going to be my girl? And yeah. Every, obviously the answer is yes. Yes. And every time the main singer who was not cute, he was like this like dad bod, like goofy. I think they were dressed as like doo-wop people. <laughs> But every time he'd hit that guitar part, he'd saunter over to me and then be like, but are you going to be my girl? And then like my whole body would just start to like wobble over there. And like my mom or my dad would grab me like, no, this isn't where we're going to lose you. Right. (laughs) To the doo-wop musicians at Magic Kingdom. (laughs) I just remembered a seventh one as you were talking. (laughs) by name was it the doo-wop guy at disney world (laughs) yes we had a close meaningful relationship no it wasn't but it's just funny how you talking about that triggered like oh there's another one write his name down (laughs) and seriously i also my mom let me watch the rock star movie with mark Wahlberg too young marky mark because she loved it and neither one of us sleep so she would be watching it late at night and I just like saunter down and be like I'm not asleep either let's watch that group orgy scene together yeah. mom not awkward it's fine and, right and like just watch Jennifer Aniston like wake up and regret all of her choices I think mm-hmm. I remember my mom trying to teach me some sort of lesson during that like do you see her face you know I have to I have to be honest. I don't think I regret any of them. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not as a whole. Like I learned something from every one of those relationships. Do because what's there's a difference, right, between regretting having that relationship and then like regretting certain things about that relationship. Do I regret certain things about those relationships? Sure. But the overall, I learned a lot about myself in those situations and red flags that I still some, you know, as I'm looking down the list and the chronology of it all, I'm like, I should have known better by this, by number four, I should have known better. And I think the, the tragedy of my childhood and growing up in the Midwest is that I did not know that I was cool and magnetic until I was in my upper twenties. And then at that point, it was like, I still wasn't just like, I was like, 
I'm not going to start sleeping around with musicians now. <laughs> yeah. It's, you have to start, you have to start doing it when you're young right. and then some people just never grow out of it. Exactly. You can't just like start. I mean, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe you could 33 years old. I'll be yeah. the chick just that's like, I'm ready yeah. now. The I'm world re- is so different now. Who cares? Right. I mean, Jesse McCartney is coming to Cincinnati. You better watch out. There you go. There I have a go. pretty face and a beautiful soul. There you go. So, He's not going to be able to say no. But tell me some of the hallmarks of these relationships. Mm. Tell me some of the highlights. <laughs> well, I had somebody write a song about me. Yes. Is it a that song that I can look up on Spotify? I don't know. That's a great question. Because that band that he is in, was in is no longer together and I actually don't think his bandmates know that he that song is about me I'm actually oh they're not in well maybe I'm spelling it wrong I'll have to look if I find it I'll send it to you um and so that was lovely um did it have beautiful imagery in it can I be honest yes he's a terrible musician you so, need to see it mm-hmm. <laughs> like like why couldn't I have like a moment like Chris Martin when he wrote that song for Gwyneth after his her dad died that everyone loves what is it called I don't know I forget what it's called but like I wanted that you know uh, no, I got and like and it was so it's first of all it's really hard dating somebody that you really really like who is who makes terrible music oh yeah and I actually thought that person was my soulmate. Um, I don't believe in soulmates. So the fact that I was like, oh, I think he's my soulmate. My friends were like, huh? what? This you is don't weird. do that. Yeah. Um, and then, but he was, oh, they're always like, generally all of them were very romantic. Very sweet. I think the highlight though was the somebody writing a song about me. I, when we were talking offline, online, in the dms and i was telling you about how like my story is totally like the john and june carter cash situation except that i was johnny cash's first wife (laughs) so and that was like not my first musician but we love you jennifer goodwin (laughs) yes we do we do we support you um but he was number three so (laughs) i feel like i should have known better by that point um but would I have liked to have been someone's June Carter? Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. have. I would have. Because they're going down in the history books as just like, oh, that's what love should have looked like. It yeah. isn't. <laughs> if you do yeah, a deep dive. It's yeah, not. because he was terrible to Vivian. He like made all these promises that he couldn't keep. You know, he basically was like, you know, June saved my life from drunkenhood. And we're like, yeah, let's talk about how you're a raging alcoholic and you probably should have gotten help. Um, and you know, when the movie came out, we were still together at the time, and I went and saw it and I was like, Oh fuck, who's the other woman? This is my life. Like all of these hom- like all of these things that he was doing to Vivian, I was like, Yeah, that's I'm Vivian. Who the fuck is this other woman? I later it turns out I found out who the other woman is and I'm not a fan. But it doesn't matter because that relationship came. All right. So we had 
I would love for a song to be written about me. I'm just going to say it. When I think about the song that I wish the most was written about me, it's that silly song from A Star Is Born where like Bradley Cooper is just drunkenly crooning your music to my eyes. Oh, uh uh-huh. Which doesn't make sense. It doesn't, no. But I have dated a drunken musician before. And listen, when A Star Is Born came out and the fourth version of A Star Is Born came out, I watched it. My bald in the movie theater oh, because me too. I was like I know what that's like dating that guy um he you know he didn't have the same end as Bradley Cooper because yeah. he's still with us but it was just like this is did you is somebody like following me around I mean obviously I wasn't Gaga because I'm not a famous pop star but you know the the struggling with his life and channeling it through the music and being too drunk to function like oh my god i would have asked for royalties um i would have emailed (laughs) bradley cooper uh the thing about that movie uh that movie fucked me up just like for days afterwards because the thing about the tragic musician is i'm always the saddest when the talent and the music couldn't save them right just like across the board oh yeah any of them yeah because that's kind of what we're told that's the that's the bullshit we're fed that this will Mm -hmm. save you and that's just not true um and I think so I have this really good friend who hated that movie yeah she's that movie's terrible blah blah all this stuff and I was like you've never been in love with a musician have you and she's like no and I was like okay Cause it, that was like the aches and pains that Gaga felt like, Ooh, Ooh. and I know that story. Well, and then my sister, the day after I saw stars born, just doubled down on my grief. And she went, you know, that was Bradley Cooper's dog that they used in the movie. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, Bradley Cooper made his dog. Yeah. Watch him act out unaliving himself in uh-huh. the garage and then I'm uh-huh. crying for the dog and she's yeah. like I don't think the dog was there for that scene sorry I was yelling at my dog no, that's dogs. okay I love dogs they can do no wrong um but it's always when the when the talent can't save them or yeah. when I I have a really big problem with hero worships mm-hmm. worshiping museum musicians mm-hmm. because I love music mm-hmm. and I feel that a lot of my power comes from music. Yeah. And so when they're bad people or mm-hmm. when they are a person who has made a mistake, mm-hmm. I have to go through a grieving period. Yeah. Any of them, yeah. Elvis. My sister and I love nothing more than to watch that Dennis Quaid movie, Great Balls of Fire, where he's playing Jerry Lee <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Lewis and he's hitting Winona Ryder. 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. And he's just hitting her mm-hmm. all the time and screaming at her. And mm-hmm. he builds her a house that looks like her dollhouse. <laughs> he was not right no. in the mind. He needed help. But when I stood outside the killer's bar in Memphis, chills came over my body and I could just hear the beginning of great balls of fire and I was like I have to walk away you're a bad man (laughs) yes it's so hard right like it's so hard it's like how do you separate the art from the artist that's still an age-old question it's an age-old question I don't know what I am allowed to do 
Whitney Cummings has a wonderful rule that I'm going to steal. And I tell Mm -hmm. her this every time I listen to a song by an inappropriate musician. She Mm -hmm. says, if the song came out before the allegations. Yeah, yeah. We get to live in the memory, but we do not download anything new. (laughs) I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. I can get behind that. There's, yeah, I can, I can, I can throw my support behind that. I will say out of all now seven that I've remembered (laughs) off the top of my head who have names, because there's more, three of them were like actual bad people. Were they bad people? Mm -hmm. Was it? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was it addiction stuff? Was it narcissism? Was it a combination of both? Yeah. And one of them actually has like physical limitations now. He was so, mm-hmm. his addiction was so bad. Um, And I'm not that old. And he's yeah. only a couple years older than me. And I think it was like... Uh, maybe eight or nine years ago, I saw him walking with, um, you know, they're like crutches, but you put your hands yeah. in them to walk. He was mm-hmm. walking with those. And I thought, oh my God, that's not good. Addiction. And then I proceeded to pretend like, you did, like, yeah, I was like, how can I not be noticed? Addiction is a trick. <laughs> Which is terrible. Which is, it's fine. We don't, I, I dove underneath things in target to avoid people and then called my mom to be like I'm doing that thing mm-hmm. that we make fun of other people for doing <laughs> yeah because you don't want to get like I don't want to get sucked into a conversation no. like if I'm doing really well in life and you're not I mm-hmm. don't really want to brag about that I mean yeah. I do but not really and then vice versa like if I'm doing really shitty I don't want you to be like whoo dodged a bullet you know yeah. like you're not allowed to think that about me <laughs> I also like, I am a person who will just like seep in the memory or Mm -hmm. in the what ifs. Like I was listening to your Loki episode Mm -hmm. because I'm obsessed with the variants now. And that's why addiction gets so tricky for me because I'm like, well, what if you were the person without it? Like, Yeah, because then you get into that point of like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, we can, I can save you, like, right? Because yeah. like, with the back to the Johnny Cash story, right? Like, June Carter essentially saved him from himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's idolized, it's immortalized in the movie, it's part mm-hmm. of their narrative, it's part of their story. But really, that's not always what happens. Like, look at how many people who are musicians who have addiction issues, whose spouses do leave because they yeah. just can't if you can't, you got to get your shit together. Like you well, have to be willing to get better. And he was unwilling to get better. Actually, he was unwilling to see that he had a problem. Um, that was the first problem. And now I am trying to rewrite my own narrative about things like that, where it's like, I can empathize and I can mm-hmm. walk away from you in love, but I don't, it doesn't have to be my business. Like that can yeah. be none of my business yeah. and I can remove myself from it and do it without making myself feel guilty or small or yeah. like I'm abandoning people. Yeah. But addiction in the music industry, it really bums me out because I'm like, well, what if you, 
what if you didn't need it? And mm-hmm. would the music still be good? See, and that's the hard thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like my friend and I were talking about, cause I was like, oh, I think my ADD is getting really bad. Like, I wonder if I should go get medicated. And she was like, yeah, like I support you, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, no, but what if the medication fucks with my creativity? Like, that's mm-hmm. a thing. Like I'm scared. And she's like, you need to be doing what's best for you. So like, that's a real thing, yeah. right? Like you know, there are people who believe that they can't write unless they're drunk or they mm-hmm. can't create unless they're inebriated in some way or shape or form, because they haven't done it sober in so long. Yeah. Um, and that's really sad too, because we have a society and a culture that totally celebrates partying and having a good time. And mm-hmm. you, it's so prevalent in, um, the music industry, like when one of my exes was like, I'm going to quit drinking. I have an addiction problem. Oh shit. Yeah, you do. It's also in your family. Like we know. Um, and then he, it just was hard. He like, he had to stop playing music. He couldn't be involved. Like he had to completely remove himself. He was not, he didn't have the strength to be sober and in the music industry. He does now, which is great. But like at the time he didn't. It's so, it's just, it's so hard. And addiction is a thing that runs in, in my family bloodline, if you want to Mm -hmm. talk about scientifically. So like just knowing that and like knowing that like addiction and we just, I was editing my comprehensive consent episode today. And we were talking about how we live in such this binary world where it's Mm -hmm. like, this is bad. Yeah, and this is good. And it's like, well, no, everything just kind of mingle. It's all just choices. And it's all like, no one's honestly right. keeping score. Sometimes right. I keep score, but no one's honestly doing I keep it. score if I'm mad. Right. I keep score if I'm petty. If we're having words, I'm keeping score. So jealousy. Mm-hmm. Did you, you said that you weren't a very jealous girlfriend while you were dating musicians. Well, you know, now that we're talking about it a little bit deeper, there is one or two where I was just like, but I think that came out of insecurity of our relationship. And cause I'm not, I'm not naturally a jealous person, even though my podcast has jealous in the name. Well, no, I get that because the only time I checked a guy's phone is because oh, yeah, I, I was already irritated at him. Like yeah, I just see, wanted I just wanted a reason to throw the phone at him. Yeah, I would never, I would never do that. I will, I now in the, with the, if, if the, if social media had existed in the Mm -hmm. time that I was dating musicians, I maybe I would have been more jealous because then you can see what people are tagging and stuff, but like that wasn't a thing back then. So I've only checked a guy's (laughs) phone once makes me sound old. I've only checked a guy's phone once and it was either in my junior or senior year of college. So I was young and stupid and Mm. drunk and I had woken up to throw up like the classy bitch that I am. (laughs) And, and he was pissed the entire time. He, he had like already graduated college and like, he didn't really enjoy hanging out with me at college because I think it like reminded him that his glory days were behind him. Over are Mm -hmm. over. So he was already pissed that he came to like some stupid formal dance with me at my college. And I could just like get this vibe where I was like, I'm going to call this motherfucker on being pissed that he's here, but not telling me that he's pissed that he's here. And I was vindicated because I checked that motherfucking phone and he was talking shit about me to another woman. (laughs) 
No, not yes. cool. To a friend, like to a, a friend of the same sex, please. please don't complain about me to another woman. Complain your about roommate, me to, you know, your roommate. Fine. Your, yeah. your female coworker that you get to see more than me. Oh, not okay. Now I'm throwing the phone at you. Yeah. And then like, now he's screaming because I violated his trust and I'm screaming because I was like, well, you were lying to me the whole day. So you fucking violated my yeah, trust. Yeah. And God, that was a great relationship. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. For tolerators, uh, if you're trying to keep up on the timeline, that was the man that I gave my virginity to. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I think we fucked before I threw up and then decided I needed to check his phone. Oh my God. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an opening to a sitcom right there. It truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next season on How I Met Your Father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hillary Duff, you can call me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I do believe that jealousy is one of those feelings that really only breeds out of, I know that this is ending. Mm-hmm. Or I know that there are things within this relationship that I'm not mature to communicate with. <laughs> yeah, we're not on we're yeah. not on stable ground, so we're right. doomed from the beginning. But I can't imagine that it's easy dating people whose entire jobs revolve around making a room of people fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. It's not. Actually, I have the classic tale of my best friend at the time being getting involved with um, an ex and the ex and I had gone like back and forth. So it was just like really hurtful because mm-hmm. she had been there through all of the things um, that we had gone through emotionally. So it was just like, cool. So out of all the people in the world that you could have fallen in love with, you picked my best friend. That's great. That feels good. And kind of like shit. Wonderful. My exes love to get married as soon as I'm done. Oh my gosh. Let's see. I'm going to count how many are married. What, uh, one, two, three, four out of the seven are married. Okay. And one of them is the one who wrote the song about me. So I wonder if his wife knows about that. Yes. That's always tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet she'd be real insecure if she saw photos of us at the time, because I looked real good in a bikini See, I bet and he lived still- in a beach town. So we hit that beach a lot. <laughs> I immediately leaned into being gross and be like, I'd still look at you in a bikini, but like, is that what we're doing in 2022? <laughs> is that what we're doing? Like, I immediately went in for it too. Like, <laughs> you have to understand, like, I thought this guy was my soulmate. He, uh-huh. I went and visited him one time and we had this wonderful weekend and we walked down um, this pier and because we were in Southern California at the time and he I'm like, we're just sitting on the pier watching the sunset and like, we're just having this really great moment. And I, all I did was laugh and they were like, okay, it's time to go to our dinner reservation. He's like, hold on. I need a second. What do you mean? He had a bone from my laugh. (laughs) Like, that's so cute. Right? Like that's, that's like, that's like ultimate attraction to me, right? Like something that I can't control the way that I laugh totally turn you on no i i love when i give you boners for stupid reasons (laughs) um 
I have an ex. Uh, he used to be away during our relationship because he served in the National Guard mm. and he would text me. Um, I need to call you because if I could just hear your voice, I could finish. <laughs> and I'm like, but that is what we call a win, ladies a and gentlemen. A win. Mm-hmm. He recently told me that he started listening to this podcast. So I can't wait for him to arrive to this moment. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do love it when nothing about me being naked or anything becomes your hard on. Yeah, it's really great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like I literally can't control the way that I laugh. Like mm-hmm. that is not a thing that that's like a God-given if you believe in God. That is like a thing that is out of my control and that like so to me I'm just like why did I have to marry that chick? She's like a fucking QAnon shit. Like I can't hang. You had to marry the QAnon sh- chick and my voice is the thing that can make you hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not going to make that joke because sometimes he <laughs> listens, but I'll text you. <laughs> um, what do you think it is about musicians where as a society we are, or I guess celebrities in general, mm-hmm. we're so ready to put them on the pedestal. I think it's because they tap into something in us. They Mm -hmm. evoke um, a different kind of emotion and feelings than you get sometimes out of just having a conversation with somebody. There's something beautiful about the type of art that music is because it allows you the space and creativity to really get raw Mm -hmm. and now you've created something that makes me feel something very deep and vulnerable and raw. So now we have a moment, but you celebrity or musician on stage don't know that we're having the moment because you're not in my head. So now like when I meet you, I'm going to fangirl and lose my shit because you gave me all of these moments. You just talking about the way that I feel when one of my like songs, my heart songs comes Mm -hmm. on, made the entire lower half of my body start to tingle. Like it's that, it's that like, oh yeah, we're doing this. And, and I think that's what it is for me too. I, and I've learned that a lot as I've started this podcast and have started networking with other creatives. I was always a creative person watching other creative people not taking part in my own creativity. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm one of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that you just have more of a deeper connection with these people because you're like, I see what you're doing there. I appreciate and love what you're doing there. And I also know all of the directions it could have gone. Like it's just yeah. this whole mutual energy and I love being in a crowd of people and watching them become hypnotic over a song there's something um, powerful about the collective experience that Mm -hmm. music brings us theater does that dance does that you know movies can do that too you know television used to be able to do that but not really anymore because we're not all watching tv on the same timeline anymore but like there's something very powerful about being in a room with somebody with multiple people and having that sort of deep connection and you know music has 
kind of can save us in a way Mm -hmm. and think about how emotional we get when celebrities die because they impacted our life. They impacted us in ways that we never would have had if it weren't for that art they contributed to. And it's harder on a smaller scale because Mm -hmm. then, you know, like the guys I dated were way more accessible than like, say, Chris Martin from what's it's called. Whatever it is. I don't even know what that band is anymore. Coldplay. Um, There it is. (laughs) Or like, like I went and saw Rancid a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Like I loved Rancid all through the nineties and early two thousands. Like that is the anthem of my high school years. And then we actually got to hang out with one of the guys from Rancid is in a band called the transplants, which is like a band that includes Travis Barker from blink 182. And we used to part with Lars is the guy's name. And we used to go to parties where he was and all this stuff. Like, when I saw Rancid as a grown-ass 37-year-old woman, it was like every positive emotion I ever had in high school came flooding back. Mm-hmm. I went with one of my high school pals. Yeah. And we just had this moment and then a bigger moment with everyone who like also loved Rancid. But I, it was just like, like I can't go up to Tim Armstrong and be like, no. hey. Like Lars is going to remember who the fuck I am. No, he's not going to remember who I am from 20 years ago because he didn't party super hard in Sacramento in the way that like we were partying. It was just like byproduct partying, you know? So I, so there's also something I think really interesting in the way that we grew up that I think kind of fell out of TV where we got to watch a lot of musicians lives because like Travis Barker, I remember his show with his Keeping ex-wife. Up with the, uh, meet the Barkers. Meet the Barkers. Mm-hmm. And um, the Ozzy Osbourne and the Osbournes. Or VH1's Behind the behind Music. The, yeah. MTV like, Cribs. Cribs. We had such like an inside look. Of- celebrity road rolls. Right. Oh, actually, I think that was actually what they deemed a celebrity from road, who was originally on road rolls, oh, but whatever. But we had such like an inside look to their like personalities and like their lives and like Uh what they liked and how they decorated their homes that you, and I get this way with podcasting. Like I told Whitney Cummings and Benton Ray, when I met them after one of her shows that I went to for my birthday, I was like, no, you don't get it. Like, I feel like we're friends and I love you. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I get that. I had somebody reach out to me. Uh, who listens to my podcast? Like 60 people. Yay. You know, which I'm super thrilled about. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But like someone re- like started talking to me in the DMs, like I already knew them mm-hmm. because they already knew me, which is my goal. Like <laughs> it is my goal. Like it is my goal for you to DM me and just like start chatting with me about your life because you already feel like we're friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and I think music, I is just, such- yeah, I just want to note that like, I wasn't judging that person doing no. that, but it was definitely like a surreal moment. Cause I yeah. have no idea who this person is right. and their profile is private. So I can't even like figure yeah. it out based on that. Try. Um, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just that there's such an intimacy to music, because, and there's an intimacy to all performing and all art. 
And I feel like it's so easy to give your heart over to Mm -hmm. it. And then it's so much easier to also make assumptions about these people who wrote songs that you love. Yeah. And then, so David, the day that David, you talked about celebrity deaths. I remember the exact moment I found out that David Bowie had died. Oh yeah. I was in the shower and I used to listen to the Elvis Duran show in the shower while I was getting ready. And I heard David Cassidy. And then I went, I think David Cassidy has been dead for a little bit. And then they were, I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe I thought, oh no, David Cassidy died. Yeah. Yeah. Because the water is running. I am really hearing garbled noise um my speaker was probably shit and (laughs) and I went oh man David Cassidy died and then I had to muddle around like is David Cassidy already dead I don't know no it was Davy Jones that's what I heard Davy Jones Jones. and Davy Jones I think is dead I don't know I'm gonna get fact checked um fact check it's fine and so then I expected them to play daydream believer because they were like we're gonna play his hit and I had gotten out of the shower by then and they started up, put on your shoes and dance. And oh. as soon as I heard just dance, I dropped. Yeah, I, I was wrapped up in a towel and I dropped and I held onto my sink because it all came rushing over me that David yeah. Bowie had died. The reality of it. And I, and I had, I was a teacher at the time. Like I had to get my shit together and go to yeah. work because you have to go to work insanely early. And yeah. so I'm weeping. I didn't do my hair or makeup or anything. My friend who used to run drama club with me, he runs into me in the hall and he's like, the fuck is going on with you? And he didn't know. And I had to go, Bowie died. Yeah. And then now he's crying and I'm crying. And that's what he did to me when Prince died too. He told me while we were backstage at a rehearsal. I was just going to say, I had a similar experience when Prince died. I'm Mm -hmm. at work. I was working at an assisted care facility at the time doing their marketing and the, um, somebody from the nursing staff, a manager from the nursing staff, we'd gotten along really well. She came in and she's like, Hey, and I was like, hi. And she's like, Prince died. And I was like, the fuck like no that's not possible he's no and then and then because we're managers right like Mm -hmm. so we're in charge we were just like okay shut the thing they're gonna have to fend for themselves right like we can't function I still like I'm still sad like it's still hard whenever anything comes up and I have to like I don't know it's hard like what kind of music could he continue to make it he was so young yeah. you know you go through all the things and I just know like, and he the- doesn't know he doesn't know that I appreciate him for all the ways that I appreciate him but yet I'm devastated oh I I even said out loud at some point I was like Bowie didn't even tell me that he was sick like he was supposed <laughs> to call or something he but, needed but to make know, an announcement but you know everybody. like over there they are fiercely private so of course no one knew that Bowie was sick and yeah. I was like Bowie didn't even tell us he was sick Like I didn't even get to prepare. And I mean, I had a student play purple rain the year that Prince died for the talent show and no one thought to warn me. And then I'm just weeping in my professional gymnasium because I'm like, and and also warble crying, singing it. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. A kindergartner is in my lap because it was the kindergarten was acting up for their teacher. So I just took it, put it in my lap. Yeah. 
like crying and I was like someone could have told me that that was on the docket yeah um the theme of the podcast is we are supposed to touch on male behaviors and how we've tolerated them so talk to me about the patriarchy and misogyny when it comes to dating or even being close to the music industry well you're definitely not a priority you're definitely second fiddle you're expected to put up with it the behaviors the attitude you know there's a lot of narcissism and I don't know if it's true narcissism or if it's just the you know status that they're becoming getting to their head yeah um and so there's just there's just a lot of you have to put yourself last. You can't care about you. There's no space for them to care about you. And it's just, uh, with few exceptions, like not every single one I did. One of them I dated um, was actually very fabulous. I know this is not, this is the antithesis of the what theme. you asked. That's, That's not, not the, the theme of the podcast. We don't no. lift them up. No, but I do have to share this story though, because I yeah. hate doing dishes. I don't have a dishwasher. And when he would pick me up for our dates, if I had dishes in the sink, he'd walk over there and wash the dishes. And then he'd be like, okay, we can go. Uh- <laughs> is he one of the married ones? No, he actually the- ghosted me. Oh, damn. Well, so this is bad. me proposing to him. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. But right. there were, yeah, like I've been, you know, it's sitting around waiting to be picked up. There was a whole lot of like, and I should have put my foot down, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't pick me up when you said you were going to pick me up. So now I'm not going to go. No, I still would go. I would still put my tail between my legs and pile up into the car. Um, or like the lack of honesty about what to expect from the event that we were going to and pile mm-hmm. into a car with 12 other people when you said it was just going to be the two of us, um, you know, being ditched, oops, being ditched for um, to go because they got a gig last minute. Yeah. And so you have why, why don't you understand that? Like, this is a huge opportunity for me. See? Yeah, I mean, cool. Like, I support you. But also we made plans and you didn't think to call me that they've changed like right. that's a problem I think that's part of the toxic rhetoric of the like being in love with a musician where it's like well you can't come before the music right right and then- which is really hard to swallow when mm-hmm. you're part of being the muse yeah. so like you're the muse right so you're the person who's inspiring these songs that their current wives know nothing about um but then but then when something happens like you missed a phone call date or um which it, it happens like mm-hmm. i get it i i did traveling theater i understand how that works to an extent um but you know it's just the general lack of like if our relationship's no longer a priority you need to fucking tell me yeah and I've got better shit to do to. because remember when I said I was the prettiest person in the room, I can go find somebody else and you're right. preventing me from doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I think, well, and it doesn't even, I mean, putting yourself second in your relationship is a huge theme that we talk about on this podcast, like mm-hmm. motherhood, um, dating narcissists, um, just like Anytime I was made to feel like, well, I'm pretty sure I said I wanted Taco Bell and here we've arrived at McDonald's, like just a lot of that pops up on the podcast. We are now rounding out to an hour and I know that you and I could talk for hours. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Yeah. 
So I'm going to go ahead and do our two traditions onto all the men I've tolerated before, which is our growth moment mm. and our manifestation. So when it comes to your biggest growth moment, when dating musicians, what did you learn about yourself? Uh, that I can't date musicians. It's not <laughs> healthy. It's not good. Yeah. Is my, like, I, 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 it's fun to idolize and to mm-hmm. be romantic about when I think about nostalgia about when I think about the past, but growth wise it's there's a hard line you play yeah. an instrument okay bye okay bye. the only exception to that is a piano player because they oh. seem to not be like yeah they're yeah. a little bit more more stable I think my biggest lesson from idolizing musicians and deeply wanting them in my pants is <laughs> not I, all of them are good at that by the way I know I I need to start I need to start approaching every relationship and every fantasy that comes my way with having the initial fun of the fantasy, like, Ooh, look at him tight leather pants and a guitar and everything. Mm -hmm. And then actually stripping it away and being like, I wonder what having a conversation with him would be like. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say, uh, the bulk of them were Gemini's. Oh, so now I'm like danger. When Danger. someone's like, when they tell, when someone tells me their birthday and it falls, like the Gemini sign, mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand. Like, I don't even know the cap for my sign. Yeah. The Gemini sign. I know the cap. I know the birth dates range because we're not going there. We're not doing it. We're not doing Gemini's. This is uh. a big time. No, no. Which is sucks because Chris Evans is a Gemini. So my, you know, celebrity crush can never come to fruition because he's Damn a it. So I think it's like, it's moving past the fantasy, because I was trying to tell this to my therapist, how like, sometimes I do believe that my life is a movie. Like we're all just living in a (laughs) simulation and girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm the main character. I've moved past being the chubby best friend and I am now the main character. So when I see the guy in hot leather pants and blown out eighties hair and guy liner, and I'm like, I bet you just think of Mm -mm. just think of Ross Geller when he's stuck in the bathroom and can't get his pants back (laughs) because that's That's more of the reality that they can't take those pants off until the end of the night because if they do try they'll have shrunk and they can't get them back up that's the antidote then then I have to like be all like okay and now think about what it would be like to make that person spaghetti like (laughs) do you I do Tomorrow, you and I are going to talk about my breakup with Bachelor Nation. Yeah, and one of the reasons I broke up with Bachelor Nation is because my younger girlfriends would fawn over these meatheads. And I'd be like, think about what it would be like to have dinner with him. Yeah. There are only so many protein powders. And <laughs> I don't want to hear about more than one of them. <laughs> yeah. And you can only have so many conversations about superficial shit like you need more than that and that's the that's the that's that's the thing that's scary about musicians is Mm -hmm. they can present as very deep and cerebral or intellectual some of them it's just a presentation it's not true but it's easy to get like sucked into because you're just like oh my god he's so deep and then two months later like the fuck (laughs) what would you manifest and wish some positivity on it could be any of the musicians that you've dated, any of the musicians out there, or any person who's thinking about dating a musician. It's got to be positive. Look, though, look at your face. You're like, well, I just want to talk shit some more. I would say putting, I don't know. That's a hard one. I hope you have a Johnny Cash relationship, John oh, and June sweet. relationship. 
Because at the end of the day that, you know, they were so in love with each other. I do love that. I think she used to be the lead singer of one of my favorite country bands, mm-hmm. uh, Trick Pony. And she sings that song, I Want to Love Like Johnny and June. Yeah. Rains of Fire, Fallen yeah. With You. Okay. I will say, yeah, like, I think that is the ideal. But go into it knowing that it's not always true. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I sorry, think- I couldn't be totally positive. I think my manifestation when it comes to the musicians that are out there waiting for me to date them Mm -hmm. um, is that I really hope that once I can put the hero worship aside, Mm -hmm. I do get more chances to get to know the people who have the talents that I so admire. So just like getting to have really deep conversations with musicians and where their songs come from or how they started out or things like that. And moving past the, I'm trying to throw my training bra onto the stage. And my mom's like, no, no, this is not how we lose Natalie today. This is not how we lose Natalie today. I almost got on Brett Michaels party bus. I know you told me. I I love that story. I almost got on Brett Michaels tour bus. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was like, that's not how I'm losing you today <laughs> because I would have never came back. What's funny um, about you having told me that story is that two nights before you told me that story, I had a dream about getting stuck at a rest stop. Mm-hmm. And then like, but I was, so then I ended up being like, um, finding a tour bus that I could hitch a ride to catch up see? with my tour group. And then two days later, you tell me the story and I'm yeah. just like, we're so connected. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that's what it is. I want to move past my like immediately rush of hormones. Like, oh, I love you. And I'm going to hero worship you. And I don't care that you have flaws and actually get to know musicians as people. First, yeah. I would have to meet more musicians. So yeah. hit me up, but come, come to California. We'll hit that. We'll oh, up some shows. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> is, There's a lot of good places to go see. Yeah. See, I, see. I think that's what I'm starting to realize too. Like I have to be where the people are. Yeah. If you're going to manifest having a relationship with a musician, it's not going to happen in Cincinnati. Well, actually, I know a couple musicians in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, we have a music scene. I think it gets, and it could be the music scene anywhere, but I think it's very clicky is Mm. what I get. Yeah. I feel like every genre is like that for Mm -hmm. the music industry. Like there you could definitely tell when like somebody was new to the yeah. to that particular genre because you're just like <sighs> but yeah I like your manifestation I also want to jump on that go for it <laughs> and I am end. done dating musicians that's fine I'm... but maybe you could get to know them yeah yeah like I said you know only three were terrible people and there's two that I actually am really sad that those relationships ended because I think one of them was my soulmate and the other one did my dishes. (laughs) But do you know what I've realized about the man that I thought was my soulmate? And I often refer to him as my only shot at marriage. Mm. They were my only shot of marriage at the time, but I chose the better variant. See? Oh, I like that. See? I got to be the better variant. Yeah, I like that. I dig. I dig. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Tom Hiddleston, feel free to reach out and confirm that I chose the better variant. Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> or Owen Wilson, I loved you and marry me. It's a oh my god, movie. yes, it's a perfect movie. 
Uh, But tell the tolerators where they can find you. Yes. Hey friends, you can find me on Instagram. My podcast is called at pop culture. Well, it's not at, but on Instagram, do the at sign pop culture makes me jealous. I'm also on Instagram as myself, the Julia Washington, T H E Julia Washington. Um, and it is a whole lot of shenanigans of like the fuck am I doing with my life? Plus book reviews. It's great. And then the podcast, we cover pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. Yep which is fantastic. Thank you so much for giving me part of your afternoon. Yeah, I'm here for it. Thank you so much for being a new friend. (laughs) Thank you for being willing to be a new friend and inviting me on your show. I love being friends (laughs) and my whole uh, B plot to this podcast is I'm going to make friends with every creative that ever existed on Instagram. You know what? I'm way better at long distance relationships than I Me am too. distance or re- local. So this is perfect. Me too. I love texting. Yeah. <laughs> I love texting. Um, but tolerators, you know what to do. You're going to follow us at men. I've tolerated pod. You're going to follow me at Natalie K one, two, four. You're definitely going to do that on TikTok. If you're not on the Instagram, how are you going to find the link tree on how to email me? Um, and how will you find the special access link to get to the live show on Fireside. I'm going to somehow arrange to have two calendars because Julia has expressed being interested on being on the live stream. It's true. And remember tolerators, you don't have to smile through anything that you're tolerating, especially a man who can work a crowd at midnight, but can't adhere to a lunch plan. (laughs) Smiles are for joy. (laughs) 